Hello and welcome to This Shit Really Happened, the true crime podcast where we deep dive into the most disturbing, depraved, and downright gruesome true crimes in history. My name is Em. And I'm Autumn. And we are your hosts. We're back. We're back. On a semi-regular recording schedule. I'm not going to unload right now. Because we we recorded last week, did we not? We did. We did. Yeah, 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 we did. We did. We totally did. (laughs) We made it. We did. We did the thing. I'm half alive, but I'm here. Half alive. We're here. Went to did Tarjay run? Got some. Darby, this is your ASMR. It's Darby's ASMR. There you go. You're welcome. Yeah, got got a good start to our day. I'd say started off pretty good. Pretty decent. Yeah, it's finally. The air is not poison anymore. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> That's crazy. Some of the pictures coming out of, like, New York City, New yeah. Jersey, where the sky is literally, like, bright orange, orange is yeah. crazy. That's so. Nice. Oh, now you want to sniff the defense fry? Yeah. Uh, I picked like, it up and threw it out because uh, you looked at me in disgust. <laughs> he doesn't, Carter doesn't really, like, he likes to, like, sniff people food, but the only thing he really likes is bologna. He's a bologna fan. He looks like bologna. <laughs> he looks... No, he's... I look like a ham, not bologna. <laughs> <laughs> Carter is a it's little like the ham. olive loaf. The olive loaf. <laughs> yeah. The fact that people actually purchase that... Is, I think my mom actually likes that shit. That is fucking disgusting. <laughs> it's bologna with pieces of olive Yeah, I know. It's like olives and like peppers and shit. And you like fry it up in a pan. Disgusting. It's That seems to be like on the same level as like spam. I've never had spam and I feel like I wouldn't have some. But there's some people that like ride hard for spam. Yeah, they do. That like really like it. I've seen it in a lot of Asian dish- yeah. dishes. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people like put like it in Korean. like. Yeah, and like put it into like their ramen or like they'll eat it with yeah. like rice cakes. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's probably good if you like actually take time to cook it right. But no. I don't know. It's something about any form of like canned meat. I'm just like. Ah. You know what's crazy as a kid I used to eat the shit out of Vienna sausages. <laughs> Straight up can. Eat straight the out sh- the can. Eat the shit out of those. Disgusting. <laughs> now I think about them and I'm like, <laughs> literally, you're just like, I would <laughs> never force my kids to eat those. <laughs> I'm surprised we didn't have more like canned things as when I was younger because like we had lots of canned and boxed and ramen noodles and yeah, that was like the growing up, somewhat poor life. <laughs> <laughs> Chef Boyardee, fucking beefaroni and shit. Spaghettios. Spaghettios. Oh my god, there are so many spaghettios, we had in, my house. spaghettios in my house. Yeah, I don't think we had the real ones either. It was like Aldi brand spaghettios because they were Literally. cheap as fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, <laughs> I can get one of them for a dollar. <laughs> okay, well, I guess we're eating that for next right. Week. <laughs> That's literally. Oh my god, I saw it was on like Twitter or something, and somebody was like, "This was like the OG struggle meal, and it was like toast and butter with cinnamon sugar on top." Yes, of it. I'm I love like, that. that's not even a struggle meal. That's just good. Yes, like I, I didn't know that was a struggle meal. Right, apparently, I guess this is bread, butter, and cinnamon and sugar are mad cheap, and bread, and you just get a fucking cheap thing of butter it's and still good it dude they used to have that as part of like the breakfast at school i would always get yeah. like the fuck but the only thing about the bread at school is they never toast that shit yeah it was very soggy they just like warmed it up <laughs> yeah right they like melted. they like waved it in front of the toaster <laughs> literally it. <laughs> got the scent of toaster on it yeah, literally got a little essence of toast there's <laughs> <laughs> soggy buttery bread yeah Ugh. yeah I would have. Just I like got, the French toast sticks were mush. Yeah, they really were. One of my, I wish I somewhere, somewhere I could find out what brand they got for these. But like the chicken nuggets were always fucking fire. So good. And I then really wish, when they had like mashed potatoes with uh, the chicken nuggets in the, the fucking you know, just well used to be melted my butter. Favorite is the fucking Thanksgiving turkey dinner. I never got because I don't really like gravy. The texture of gravy weirds me out. It's too when thick. You mixed it together, and then they usually do like the roll. That was my favorite school lunch. They, the thing that I wish they would have stopped doing was that stupid Mexican pizza, the personal pan pizza. Oh, yeah, those Disgusting. were bad. I love Italian dunkers. Yes. I, I would. One time we had the cheese stuffed ones. Yes. Do you that? Yes. That shit was so good. I would like hollow out the breadstick and, and then spoon put it. it. In. Oh, yes. my God. That shit was yes. so good. For y'all who don't know what we're talking about, an Italian, it, it was literally what, two breadsticks bread yep. and some like, like meat sauce and yep. like cheese on it. Yep. But it was so good fucking good yep. like that shit was 
amazing. And the lunch ladies loved me. <laughs> loved me. So, like, growing up for, for senior year, because there's no more kids in the house, and I was the last one, they decided to, like, not give me free lunch anymore. Oh, damn. So my mom just never sent me with lunch money. So <laughs> lunch ladies would just give me lunch. <laughs> Honestly, like, fuck it. Fuck it. Y'all got the budget for this. You're going to tell me I can't eat? Literally, like... Because my mama didn't give me any uh, any lunch money. I'm poor. You're going to tell me I can't eat? Literally. Yeah, that was why. I was on, like, free or, like, 25-cent lunch my entire school career. Yeah. We were living that low-income life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, Your mom could love give it. you a buck 25 for the whole week for lunch. No. Yeah, it was like... Yeah, quarter lunch or free lunch. But, you know, by the time you rolled through and the lunch ladies just knew who you were, they just check your name off the lid. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, see ya. Goodbye. Like, thanks for my lunch. Help you know me what I'm mad is right before we got there, they got rid of, like, the little nacho bar thing. Oh, yeah. When my brother was in high school, it was because of fucking uh, the healthy school lunch initiatives fucking and shit Michelle like that. Obama. Yeah. Yo, do you remember Clodhoppers? Yes! I talk about those all the those time. Those shits were so they good. They don't even make them anymore. That's so sad. That, like, the only thing, though, is my teeth are very sensitive to, like, sugar. Yeah, I can only eat a few. It, yeah, like, they would start to, and like, physically the, hurt my teeth after a while. The triangle icy things and, like, yes, the paper you yes, get, and the paper you yes, get mad soggy. Like, they were, like, they were, like, grape and orange and cherry. Yeah, oh, my sometimes fucking God. Very rare you get a blue one if you see you guys snatch it up. Yes, those mm-hmm. went so fast. Oh, my God. And, like, the little ice creams with, like, the wood and spoon. Yes. Oh my yes. god. The yes. nostalgia is so real. Yeah. I can't believe it's gonna be fuck almost ten and years. The little apple juice is mm. very rare that they'd have the little apple juice yes. at lunch. Yes, and just like stab it in the yeah. throat, like oh my god. It's like god. this way. They were so small and cute. Oh the nostalgia. I still can't believe every single day we were fucking drinking like milk. Mm. With chalky milk. Chalky milk. <laughs> Wild, like of Emily all had to take her lactate pill. <laughs> I did lunch. back when I was lactose intolerant for a few years. Now I'm not like what did I say? I was like, <laughs> you're not fully intolerant, but you're not fully tolerant. Yeah, I was either. like <laughs> lactose kind of tolerant. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, we were talking about going to Ted's and getting one of their mac and cheese covered hot dogs. I'm like, I would poop my pants. <laughs> Uh, shit, I'm funny. lactose semi tolerant. I think that's what I said. Yes, semi tolerant. Semi tolerant. I can have it, Good but if I have I'm too much, because I could live off of cheese. I love like that is the saddest things. I love cheese. Like cheese is my ride or die. I fucking love cheese. If I'm sad, cheese. Cheese. If I'm happy, <laughs> cheese. cheese. If I'm mad, cheese. <laughs> if I want to snack, cheese. Yeah, like, you can put it on mostly everything. Honestly, I don't think I've like. She's just, just universal. It's good by mm-hmm. itself. It's good mm-hmm. on other things. Mm-hmm. Like good mixed into things. It's good mixed with other cheeses. Mm-hmm. Pasta with cheese, hell yeah. Mac and cheese, hell yeah. So good. Nacho cheese, nacho fries from Taco Bell. Chef's kiss. I got so Taco good. Bell for lunch the other day, and I got nacho fries. Mm-hmm. I did that last week. So good. Fucking love nacho fries. Me too. They're so good. Oh man. Well, we just went on off. Out of I know. Food Hi guys, welcome to this. Shit really happened. The true crime podcast where we spend the first ten minutes talking about fucking nothing. <laughs> Definitely not murder. Definitely not true crime. Definitely not murder. But fuck it, that's my segue. <laughs> so we said last week we were gonna do um a case that was requested by a listener, and we kept with our promise. So and he did send a funny meme. Yes, <laughs> I had a good, I had a good chuckle. <laughs> That was funny. Feel free to send us memes in the DMs. Seriously, y'all I love memes. Just anything, just nothing rude. Yeah, Please. don't be don't be mean. Don't be mean. Nice memes only. Funny memes only. Make yes. us laugh, not cry. Remember, we said five stars only. <laughs> five stars so only. So that means you have to be nice as well. Yeah, exactly. Either send recommendations, nice memes, nice. If you send us memes. a meme and it makes us laugh, we'll shout you out on an episode. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If not, you better step up your game. Yeah, for real. If your meme is not funny. Shame yep. on you. Shame Stepping on you. You better step it up. And my sense of humor is fucking broken, so if I don't find it funny, then you know it's not funny. Same. <laughs> Same. Because at this point, it's stupid shit. It's funny. <laughs> the meme that this listener sent, it was like that song, um, Down With The Sickness, the one that's like, <gasps> oh, wow. 
and but instead of like that it was like the trumpet the skeleton sound, yeah. like the dude skeleton with the trumpet and when it did the thing it was like <laughs> fucking dumb but this is exactly like oh my rob just broken humor i i was like oh my god i knew exactly what it was gonna be and when it had it still made me fucking giggle it was funny (laughs) jesus christ not the dude skeleton oh yeah that was funny anywho anywho so the case that he requested we cover on is the murder of cheryl sylvanek and this happened pretty recently. It happened in uh, 20, 2015, I believe, in around Allentown, Pennsylvania. Ew, don't say that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> don't make us go into crisis mode again. <laughs> I'm already there. <laughs> already there. So, yeah, we're going we're gonna to get into um, the murder of Cheryl Silvanek. So we're going to start um, 4.15 in the morning on March 15th. This is when police were dispatched to investigate a report of a suspicious vehicle with a large amount of blood inside the 5,000 block of Hassadel Road in South Whitehall Township in Lehigh County, Pennsylvania. When police arrived, the vehicle was gone, but officers noticed that the ground had been disturbed in a wooded area near the Jordan Creek across the road. At 5.55 a.m., police discovered a body, later identified as that of Cheryl Sylvanek, buried in the loosely packed dirt and snow. Police then went to the Sylvanek residence, where they discovered the people they would come to find were responsible for Cheryl's murder. This was Cheryl's own daughter, 15-year-old Jamie Sylvanek, and her 20-year-old boyfriend, Caleb Barnes. Your face. <laughs> yeah, so... Wait, just- how old was Cheryl? Cheryl was in her 50s, I believe. Yeah. Jamie was, she was, uh, actually, no, I think maybe she was 14 when they were, yeah, 14 years old when they I killed her mother. Giving Jamie yeah, Rose. Because she, she meets Caleb when she's, yeah, no, I think he was 21, too, at this time. He might have not turned 21 yet, but he would have been close to it. Who's giving Jamie Rose? Yeah, honestly, a little, a little bit, but... Not in the so Gypsy Rose like that's such an interesting case to me like I'm I'm gonna go off a tangent now yeah Munchausen by proxy like her mother is insane was like even Munchausen's by itself but Munchausen by, by proxy, proxy is even crazier like I think Gypsy Rose is either out of prison or getting out very yeah, soon I heard that. um and like honestly I know I'm surprised that an insanity. Wasn't I? That's why I think her sentence was like as light as it was, quote and unquote. His was not. And his was more because and he, also she didn't do the actual. Yeah, act and she murder. was she was absolutely a victim of her because there's nothing wrong with her. Mm-hmm. All of the things her yeah. mother said she was had just was just a lie. Mm-hmm. Her mother was like giving her drugs and shit to make, to her, make sick. her sick. Yeah, and that's insane. And like. For her to feel like the only way out was to kill, kill her, her own mother. mother. Like, like Because didn't she, from watching the series, didn't she, like, try to run away at first? And her mom, like, found her. Was yeah, like, oh, my she, God, no. She you did, yeah. You need your wheelchair. Because, like, um, yeah, she tried, like, she tried to, like, introduce, like, her mom to the boyfriend. Mm-hmm. and But her mom was just, you know, so in her own mental illness like and got a free house out of it lot literally got a free house out of it they did like fucking make a wish and all this shit um yeah it was crazy insane. it was absolutely insane so like while murder is never okay in these circumstances i i don't want to say i can understand it in this case but this case but she like, did her she case did is, feel like there was no other way out. yeah i think her mm-hmm. case is very nuanced like you can't mm-hmm. look at that case as like black and white right or wrong there were so yeah. many other factors to consider mm-hmm. like, i mean the wrong part is the murder because yeah. it's never okay but yeah like very nuanced. It's yeah. very, it's very her gray. Her mom was also, so like, doing that to her. Yeah, so her was mother blonde. was not, like, wholly innocent. Like, yeah. like it she, wasn't just, like, her mom was mean to her type Yeah, situation. right. Her mother was, like, making her Making her Ill. sick. Lying to her about how old she was. Mm-hmm. Lying to her about, like, her own father not wanting to be involved in her life. Mm-hmm. Literally making her sick to the point where her fucking teeth were falling out. Like, 
That's insane. Making her think she can't walk. Yeah, making her think she's got muscular dystrophy. Meanwhile, the mother's just drugging her so hard she can't stand. That's insane. And, like, every time a doctor would be like, your daughter's not sick, she would go and take them to another doctor. It's wild. That's, like, one of the craziest, like, cases I feel like I've ever heard. It's absolutely insane. But... All right, so we're going to talk a little bit. Anyways, so um, Jamie and Caleb, they actually met in October of 2014 Mm -hmm. when Jamie was 13 years old and Caleb was 20. Yeah, it's giving um, gross. Okay. As a 20-year-old, what makes a 13-year-old attractive to you? That just, I can't fathom that. Because, like, even, like, myself looking at, like, now almost being 27 years old, even looking at, like, a 20-year-old or, like, a 21-year-old, I'm like, you're a child. Literally. I'm like... Like, you're so young. Like, why are you next to me? I could not even imagine being 20, almost 21 years literally old and looking at a 13, 14-year-old girl. Like, literally looking, like, at the bar, a 21-year-old, a yeah, newly I'm fresh like, 21-year-old. You're a fetus. I'm like, you're oh a fetus. my god, we are not drinking together. I'm like, where's your mother? You're fresh out of her womb. Aren't, <laughs> aren't you, like, isn't it past your best time? Yeah, right? <laughs> They're 21, and I'm like, wait, hang on. <laughs> are you sure? Are you sure? Like, I think you're a child. Um, like, even, like, looking back at... Like, the kids who were, which are not kids anymore, that were freshmen when we were seniors. Yeah, I still, like, I'm like, I'm like you're, you're a child. baby. You're a baby. What are you doing? That's why, like, I, I thought it was so liquor. weird, too. Like, you like, can buy liquor now? You can buy liquor now? When, like, senior guys would date freshman girls. Thick. And, like, yeah, I get it's only a four-year, but they're, like, 18, and these are, like, 13, 14-year-old girls and that they're And then when you graduate, dating. you are now out of high school, and you still have And now you gotta friend. go pick up your girlfriend from school, like, it's you fucking weirdo. She's 15. You're right. Ew. That's so gross. She's 15, and you're 18 going out 19. Any young teenage you're 20 girls. now she's 16 if you're listening to this teenage girls and a man who is in his 20s 30s i know it seems exciting that they're paying attention to you because they're, don't I promise do they're it. using you they're using you there is a reason they are not going after a woman their, their own, own age. age there's a reason why they're going after a teenage girl because the teenage girl is more susceptible yes. and more gullible easier to groom easier to mm-hmm. manipulate and that's what they and want you're going to be stuck and if your parents tell you not to see this person, listen to them. Listen to them. They Don't are looking out for your best interest. I know, like when you're a teenager, you're like, oh my God, I'm in love with them. You're not in love with them. You're being groomed. You're being Unless manipulated. Your parents are full blown whooping your fucking ass every day. You'll be fine. Yeah. Like, you'll be fine. If, I promise. Genuinely. Like, if as they tell you not to date not- this person, if you have a good relationship with your parents and they tell you you shouldn't be dating somebody, Listen to your fucking parents. Even if you don't have a good relationship with them, but they're still a good parent mm-hmm. in general. Right. Like, they have probably been in your exact same shoes. They have been 13, Especially 14, 15 years old. Yes. I Dads guarantee are a little you. bit more protective, overprotective mothers. They're going to tell you straight up. Yeah. And listen to them when they tell you that that bitch is not your friend. Because you're going to find out. Moms always know. You're going to find out, I promise you, because my mom did that to me every fucking time. And I'm like, no. And then I found out. (laughs) You're like, damn, she's right again. Yeah. yeah. Do not give, if a 20, 25, 30-year-old man is trying to give you attention, run the other fucking way. Literally. just Run the other way. Be like, "Mm, no. And then tell everyone that he's a pedophile. Exactly. And then tell all your friends that he's a fucking creep. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like fucking dudes who graduated high school like three four five years and they're still showing up at fucking high school parties like bro i I couldn't even a year out i was still like absolutely not no way i was not trying to hang out with anybody who was still in high school i mean granted like i was friends with maddie still yeah she was only a grade younger than us right but like i only hung out with her. Yeah. Like, I didn't go to the high school parties with her. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, exactly. That'll just be so weird to me. Yeah, I yeah. cannot imagine myself being 20, 20 and be like, let's go to a fucking high school party. Or the fucking 22-year-old that got invited to prom. Like, that's wild. Like, no. That's wild. As a 20-something-year-old, if somebody's asking you to go to prom with them, please say no. Yeah, I would, no. I would not. Uh-uh. No way. I'm like, why would you want to hang out with a bunch of fucking high school kids anyway? We should do a prom do-over for our tenure. 
Oh my god. <laughs> that would actually be really fun. That would be so fun. We should tell Jordan. Oh my god, yeah. Next time we're at Lock and we see him. A prom do-over. But like at the fire hall. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but that one, I could get the fire hall rented for us for probably like a hundred bucks. That would be actually fun. Oh my god, let's pitch that idea next time we mm-hmm. see him. Alright, anyways. I would do it. So... Jamie and Caleb meet in October 2014, um, and they meet at a rock concert in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. They started talking and flirting at the concert, during which Jamie lied about her age and told Caleb that she was 17. Um, Jamie and Caleb exchanged phone numbers that night, and they soon began texting, talking constantly. Oh. Um, they began a relationship, speaking to each other through text, calls, and uh, Twitter. They were fucking tweeting at each other. <laughs> Um, Caleb was actually in the army and he was based in Fort Meade, Maryland. So he and Jamie would be able to see each other occasionally when Jamie went to visit her grandmother who lived semi nearby where Caleb was stationed. Um, Jamie and Caleb continued their relationship in secret until March 6, 2015, when Jamie finally introduced Caleb to her mother, Cheryl. When Cheryl found out how old Caleb was, she immediately told him and Jamie that they had to stop seeing each other. Duh. Understandable. Your daughter is 14. This motherfucker is 20 years old. Yeah. I I would have been like, so you never want to leave the house again? Yeah. Or? I'd be like, I'm going to lock you in your bedroom until you realize that um you don't need to be fucking around with a 20-year-old. When you're 14. You're a child. Literally. That's insane. So, not surprisingly, Jamie and Caleb did not take this well. According to an unnamed juvenile witness who testified at trial that same night that Cheryl told them to end their relationship, Jamie and Caleb had a phone conversation in which Jamie suggested that they should kill her parents. Wow, off rip? Jesus. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, like, no time to breathe I know, about all, the situation. All her mom says is you can't see each other and Jamie immediately goes to fucking kill them. Like, okay, you psycho bitch, like, or you could just stop seeing your fucking 20-year-old pedophile boyfriend. Like, that's a thought. Like, be a normal rebellious child and just do it anyway. Yeah, just sneak out and do it anyway, girl. Like, what's gonna happen? She's gonna fucking ground you? Like... Eventually, you're gonna be 18. Exactly. Just fucking, if you really want to be with this dude, just wait it out. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Like, if you're really that in love with him, just fucking wait it out. You'll be okay. And if he wants to be with you... He can also wait it out. <laughs> Which I'm sure he didn't want to be, but... Yeah, yeah fucking... It's just, like, the fact that some people so quickly can jump to, I'm gonna murder my fucking parents because the they told me to not date this person who's f- six years older than me. The fact that she was like, you gotta die. You told me one time that I can't see this yes, man. Yes! It wasn't you even, gotta- like, a continuous thing. <laughs> you told me one time, it you gotta go. The first instance of, you can't see this, oh, right, I'm gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> like, you crazy bitch like that's your fucking mother and she was like by all accounts cheryl was a fantastic mother Mm. like she gave jamie a lot of leeway like this rock concert they were at in philadelphia jamie was just there with some friends mom would never yeah so like cheryl gave jamie so much freedom that's and the yet, shit that i would have to do like be like mom i'm going to so-and-so's house for yeah and just go in secret mm-hmm. yeah but no cheryl was like as long as you're with a group of friends and like you're not but then fucking turns on a biter in the ass see this is why you have to somehow find a happy medium yeah. you can't be super strict but you also cannot be their friend right because shit like this happens yeah and i think like i feel like cheryl was in that happy me like she wanted she wanted to trust her daughter you know like she's yeah, getting older like, she wants to give her some more autonomy 14. Eh. but i feel like Maybe 14 16. is also that age where like you start doing that shit and like you start hiding stuff from your parents like if i was a parent i would much rather want my kid to be honest with me like i'm going to a concert Instead I would of like, want I'm gonna an adult lie to, to be you. there. Yeah, you know what? I, yeah, I feel like that would probably be a good. Like, can one of their parents be there? Like, because <laughs> let me chaperone you. <laughs> do you want me to go? Like, yeah, I'll, like I'll, I'll just hang like, out. Yeah, back, I'll just like, like not bother you while I'm here. I'll just like chill in I'll the just car. Invite one of my friends, and we can like. Yeah, just, we can just go out. Yeah, 
Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. Ah. Yeah, that's I like. I feel like that's probably one of like the hardest struggles mm-hmm. like parents have when their kids get older is like how yeah. much freedom to start get because like. But strict- you have to find like a happy medium yeah. because if you're too strict, they are going to wild the fuck out. Yeah, and then if you're too lenient, as soon as you say no. There, yeah, your daughter starts to plot to murder you. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um, not to say that everything's not, uh, yeah, extreme, of course. This like, is absolutely an extreme. Are, but case. as soon as you say no, like if you give them everything they want, even if it's not like materialistic stuff, but like they could do what mostly whatever they yeah. want. Yeah. The second you, you try to rein no, them in, they're going to be like, fuck you. Yeah. They're going to rebel really hard because yeah. you're, their entire life you've given them just free reign. Yeah. They're going to yeah. probably scream it. Yeah. No. You got to put your foot on. Yeah. Absolutely. You got to be like, like you, you give a little, you take a little. Exactly. Like, there should be go, that happy medium. But. Right. But yeah. Like put like a stipulation, but like yeah. an adult needs to be there. Like right. one of your friend's parents needs to be there or, you an know. An older sibling. Right. Somebody <laughs> above the age of 18, 21. 21. Yeah. Right. <laughs> a, adult, so to speak. Um, so along with discussing murdering her parents, um, Jamie and Caleb also discussed Jamie's father's life insurance policy (laughs) and a plan for them to lure her parents away from their home to a place where Caleb could kill them and he and Jamie could dispose of the bodies together. They also- So she wanted to murder both of them. Yeah. That was like- And dad didn't even do anything. No, the dad did fucking nothing. (laughs) He's just like, (laughs) (laughs) and the daughter's like, dead. Dead. (laughs) Gonna murder you. Um, they also discussed who would gain custody of Jamie after her parents were killed. Because Grandma. she's a fucking child. <laughs> like, or probably her fucking grandparents. I know, but the fact that they had to talk about who would gain custody of her because she was a fucking system. child. Mm-hmm. Because she's a child. <laughs> like, bro. That just blows my Caleb, mind. you're a dummy. Yeah, he's a fucking sicko. Also, with th- things like this, like, even if that wouldn't have happened... The fact that murder was the first thing on her mind, do you think she would have grown up and murdered somebody? I don't know. I really don't know. I I also, like, I... And same with him. He, yeah, he was, I feel like he would be more apt to do something wild like this because, like, he was already 20, 21 year, years old when this happened. Like, you have to keep in mind, when you're this young, like, your frontal lobe is not fully developed yet, so you are not thinking through or making rational decisions. frontal lobe, like, isn't it, like, 25 or something? Something like that. Somewhere in, like, your early to mid 20s i think um so like girl you got like 10 years yeah chill out so like that could be an explanation of why she immediately jumped to we have to murder my parents now i'm assuming you're in prison so yeah yeah <laughs> yeah sucks to suck um living out the rest of your young adulthood in prison in prison yeah i just thought that was so wild when they were like they also discussed who would take custody of her when they murdered her parents like, like, bitch, you think, A, you're going to get away with it long enough to <laughs> have somebody well, else. I'm assuming they didn't murder you. the dad because you no, said Cheryl. No, they didn't actually end up killing um, her father. Um, so Jamie and Caleb continued discussing their plan to murder Jamie's parents. And on March 14th, they exchanged a series of text messages in which Jamie expressed her frustration about her mother's refusal to allow Caleb to drive her to a concert in Wilkes Bar. Caleb actually showed up to the Sylvanek home on the morning of March 14th, intending to pick Jamie up to take her to that concert. Um, and when Caleb arrived, Cheryl refused to let Jamie go Absolutely. with him. She also tried again to convince Caleb, uh, Cheryl tried again to convince Caleb of Jamie's real age, now 14, mm-hmm. but Caleb was either willfully, willfully ignorant or just didn't care. Uh, my money is on he knew, but he didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably like, mm, yeah, ready to do. I'm sure she like fessed up to him that she was not 17 very early on. And he just didn't get also a fuck. like, yeah, you can like the the amount of like growing up that happens from like 13, 14 to like 17, 18 is insane. You like hit that growth spurt, you like lose all your baby fat. Bitch, I went from a B to a double D. Literally, <laughs> bro, I fucking know. I went from a one to a seven in mm-hmm. pants. Uh-huh. I went from being a part of the itty-bitty titty committee to having too much to even fucking know what to do with. Literally. It was like, like I woke up one morning and none of my bras fit anymore. Nope. I just titties. And ass. 
And like I remember Legs. when I was when I was younger, I wanted. I was like, I was like, I want boobs. Give me boobs. Seriously, and then I got them, and I was like, and I was no. like, I don't want these. I don't want these. Somebody please drop them off. I have like seriously done research on like how much it would cost to just get them chopped off. Like, give a me a nice reduction. like full B cup, and I'll be That's happy. What I would be happy with like a full B small C. Cause my neck hurts, my fucking back hurts, bro. Like I just have, I don't even know what to do with them. Literally, I'm the fucking indents in our shoulders. Yeah, I can't wear, like, cute little bralettes because my titties be sagging down my fucking knees, bro. Bandos, that's out of the fucking picture. Yo, all, all ladies out there who part of the Tiggle Bitty Committee, <laughs> let me know how you feel. Literally. <laughs> and if you, you have any pain. suggestions about any good strapless anything. Yeah, so oh like, my god, yeah. I need... I need a bra that's good for a large cup size, but a small band size. Same. Like, that's the one. issue I have is, like, they Same. make bras for, like, larger cup sizes, but they just, they don't fit tight enough around And I hate to consistently pull it up. Yeah. So, like, that's, and I also don't want it tight enough towards, like, digging into my rib cage. So, if anybody has any Yeah. If y'all know any good brands for strapless bras for our large chest small band ladies, or, you know, gender inclusive, anybody with some titties. Literally, anybody with some titties that likes to wear bras. Yeah, if you have some recommendations, I mean, real, let I us know. Really like to wear bras. Yeah, no, maybe that's I, why. Maybe I would if there was. Just yeah, if I had a nice one, I would definitely wear bras more. But that's why I'm constantly living in like sports bras and like this fucking thing I got on, which is just like a Hanes thing. We love that because I'm like I no, I can't do bras. Can't can't uh, do it. I hate. Um. Anyways. Anyway. Anyways, continuing on. Um, <laughs> a nice little rant. A nice little rant. Um, Cheryl also, um, Cheryl instead insisted in a text to Jamie that she would drive her to the concert without Caleb, and Caleb could just meet Jamie at the concert. They could go That's to the show together. too lenient. You told her not to see him. Yeah. I feel like she's trying to meet Jamie halfway just to, like, not make her daughter despise her, but... Then you stay there yeah. if you don't want them... I'm well, she was. She stayed. She difference. What? Well, like she didn't have tickets, so she couldn't go into the concert with them. But she did stay at the venue. But I'm just saying, like, what the fuck is the difference? Just let them take her at this point. Yeah, I feel like she probably felt like they were less apt to like get up to something wild. Like if she was taking Jamie and bringing Jamie home, because like they could. It, but they have for all, all intents and purposes. For all intents and purposes. She didn't even know if they were even intending to go to this concert. Right, yeah. So her one fail safe is, I will let you go to this concert with him, but I'm bringing you there and I'm taking you home. Mm -hmm. And so, like, yeah, I I feel like this is, like, an impossible situation to be in as a parent. Because we've talked about this so many times before where, like, they don't want to push so hard that it drives their kid away. I would never be a gentle parent. I'm a whoop her fucking ass. (laughs) We could box, bro. Yeah, but then those are the kids that, you know, say goodbye to you once and you never fucking hear from that's them again. That's fine. Bye. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely... But like, you're going to learn today. <laughs> that's a... This is a situation that I would never, ever wish on any person who has kids because it's, like, fucking an impossible... Like, do you or do you get really strict on them and risk that they never fucking talk to you again? But it's almost like you have to make them overly paranoid about older men, which is what my mother did to me. Yeah. <laughs> so where I'm like, ew. Like, yeah. they just all gave me the ick. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, you older men are disgusting. Yeah, that was like, I know we've talked about this case in other episodes before, mm-hmm. but the one with Kellyanne Bates, mm-hmm. like, her parents were so scared to push because they were afraid that they were going to and the fully push her away. one? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> the one their step parents like, yeah, you can marry your biological father. Oh, Fuck no, I dude, would've I would have been calling the cops I the second. Her ass, oh, girl. The second they found out she was pregnant with her biological father's baby, Hello, I would have been calling the fucking police. Hello, nine one one. Go arrest this man. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, like, fucking my fourteen year old girl. Daughter was screwing around with it. Call the cops. That's statutory rape. Yep. Like, call the fucking cops, man. Mm-hmm. Like, there's... I know that seems harsh, but, like, which you have to protect your of, child. But, like, which is why a lot of, um, like, I don't want to say older guys, but, like, older, younger guys end up catching a rape charge because they're with this girl, this yeah. young girl wants which to do Which they them, fucking but, should. But the parents are like, nope. Which they fucking should. Right. If you are... 
a adult person and you're fucking around with a minor, I don't give a shit how much that minor supposedly... No. Like, no. If you're like 18, 17. Yes, that is, yes, that is a year's difference. Mm -hmm. But like, we're talking fucking 20 and 14. Yeah, no. You should be in jail, you fucking pervert. Yeah. You should be in jail. Like, I don't care how much Caleb thought Jamie... She is 14. Yeah. She legally cannot consent to you. You fucking... Granted, she lied at first, but, like, once you found out her actual age... You should have been out the fucking door, man. You should have been been out the door. um, No, I can't. A reasonable person... Like, I can understand if, like, a older guy meets a girl and she says I'm 18, 19, mm-hmm. but the second you find out she's not, you cut that shit off. Yep, bye. You don't say, oh, but she blah, blah, blah. No. Cut it off. And also, like, if you can lie about one thing, you can lie about another. So. Right. Like, why? Yeah, and you're starting the basis of a relationship off on a lie, like, and you want to continue that? No. The mm-hmm. second you find out, like, and I... He must have not... He must have been, like, not able to get any girls his age. Probably. He just didn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Like... That's why I said he was either willfully ignorant or just didn't care. My money's on he didn't fucking care. Yeah. Because at this point, they're already fucking around I with each other. I think at first, he was probably willfully ignorant because he probably had an idea that she wasn't actually 17. Yeah, right. But then, you know, he finds mm-hmm. out. Because Cheryl, like, the one, she literally straight up told him, like, she is 14. So he he can't make an argument that he didn't know. Like, okay, you can pretend to be ignorant up to that point. But. Now her mother is looking now in her face. It's saying like, she's 14. And you make the choice to continue on with that relationship. Like, Mama Bear, you should have called the popo. Honestly, I would have. <laughs> like, and like, I know your daughter's going to be pissed at you when it happens. But you got to deal with it. You, that's a part of being a parent. Yeah. At some point in your life, your child is going to probably tell you that they hate you. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Do they actually mean it? No. Probably not. If yeah. you're a good parent, probably not. But right. like, like, a few years, like... A few months, a year down the road, as she gets older and she realizes, what? realizes, yeah, especially when she's 19, 20 years old and she looks back and she's looking at 14, 13 year old And she's people. in a different relationship yeah. that's healthy and good for she's her. She's going to realize like, oh my God, like my mom really like. You don't think you that. But now it's like, it's like Cheryl was stuck between a rock and a hard place because say she calls the police on Caleb, Jamie's going to plot to fucking kill her anyways. Literally. Like she, yeah, she it was impossible. Because you got a murdery daughter. Right? You just got a fucking little psycho for a daughter, apparently. Okay. Um, so I actually have excerpts of the text conversation that happened between Jamie and Cheryl Great. and Jamie and Caleb as well. Great. So this is uh, Jamie to Cheryl talking about um, Caleb showing up to the house again. Jamie just says to her mom, he'll be here soon. Um, Jamie says again to her mom, we're just going to hang out until later. And then Jamie texts Caleb and she says, Caleb, if she asks about your age, say 16 and a half again. And that the reason you said 20 is you're used to lying about it to fellow soldiers in the army to avoid harassment. So when you're in stressful scenarios, it just comes out. So Jamie's like, yeah, lie to my mom. Tell her you're 16. Um, and then Cheryl texts Jamie and she says, no, you're not going with him. Jamie texts Caleb, but don't come over until I text you. It's okay, all right? Jamie then texts her mom back and says, Mom, if I can't, I'm going to have a mental breakdown. (laughs) Cheryl texts Jamie back. If you want to see that concert I am taking you, you can meet him there. Jamie to Cheryl, she says, but he and I are hanging out at my house. Jamie to Cheryl again. I need to go and I need to be with my friends. I feel so desolate, mother. She calls her mother. 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 I, I used so to desolate do mother. I used to do that to my mom when I was mad. Mother. <laughs> mother. <laughs> like, not the mother card. Um, Cheryl to Jamie says, he is not coming to this house. Jamie to Caleb, she says, 16, say that your Facebook information regarding when you graduated high school and your age is fabricated, so on and so forth. Um, Jamie to Caleb again, she needs to go, Caleb, right now. You don't understand. Caleb to Jamie, he says, this is ridiculous. Caleb to Jamie again. Fine, have her call me. Jamie to Caleb, she just says, I know. Um, Jamie to Caleb again, I don't know what her problem is. Jamie to Caleb, she threatened to throw me out of the house. I want her gone. Jamie then calls calls Caleb at about 1.32 in the afternoon. It's a missed call. Um, and then Jamie says to Caleb, okay, I will. Please don't mess this up. Um, Jamie eventually does agree for Cheryl to take her to the concert where she would meet Caleb at the venue. And while Jamie and Caleb attended the concert, Cheryl waited in the lobby of the venue. 
After the concert was over, Cheryl drove Jamie and Caleb to a diner. Um, Cheryl waited in the car while Jamie and Caleb ate. Around 1 in the morning, Jamie and Caleb got back into the car, and Cheryl drove them back to the Sylvanek home at 1516 Randy Lane. Cheryl parked the car in the driveway, and according to authorities, this is when Jamie and Caleb enacted their plan to murder her. <laughs> With Jamie sat in the back seat, Caleb started to attack Cheryl. According to Jamie's own testimony, Caleb strangled and eventually stabbed Cheryl. During the attack, Cheryl was beaten, strangled, and stabbed at least five times in the neck. Some neighbors were called hearing intermittent horn sounds for 20 to 30 minutes, and one neighbor saw Jamie walking from the vehicle into the garage at about 1.35 in the morning. Around 2 a.m., surveillance footage shows the couple walking the aisles of a Lower McCungie Walmart and buying gloves, bleach, rubbing alcohol, a box cutter, and a file. Sus purchase right there. Okay. Yo, if I was like a Walmart cashier like, and somebody came through and they were buying gloves, bleach, rubbing alcohol, box cutter, and a file, I'd be like, did you just, are you, did you murder someone? Did you murder someone? <laughs> I would literally like, have a like, Hey, um, just between you and me. Did you did you murder? Are you murdering someone? <laughs> I would literally have nine one one. I'd be like, mm. hello nine one one. I'm like, um, yeah, we need a manager and register five. <laughs> Please call nine one one. I'd be like taking like a like a like a scratch copy of like their fucking credit card and literally <laughs> shit, shit the name. Yeah, like, right. Like writing down their appearance and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, they look like this. They're here at this time. They bought this. Um, that would be so wild. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that person is about to like a murder somebody or b dispose of a body. Like, what what other reason would you have to buy all those things in conjunction with each other? I can't think of any other thing that you would be doing that you would need all of those things at once. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> other than murder, I don't. Other, yeah, right. Other than murder, can't think of anything else. So you would need all those to buy all those things at once. Maybe like separately, over you know, if you need blue, I don't know. <laughs> but all together, man, sus. Literally, um, they left the store in the car that Caleb had drove up in from Maryland. They then returned to the Sylvanek home, after which they buried Cheryl in a shallow grave and then dumped the car in a nearby retention pond. After the discovery of Cheryl's body around 6 a.m., the police began a search of the area for additional evidence. At 7.13 a.m., police found a bloodied vehicle in the area of Applewood and Huckleberry Roads, partially submerged in a pond. This discovery led police to the Sylvanek home, where upon entering, they discovered Jamie and Caleb naked together in Jamie's bed. Gross! Ew. After they just committed murder. Literally, they're, they're like, oh my god, we're so horny for murder. Too horny for death comes back again. Um, Jamie's father, David Sylvanek, was also in the house, but he was asleep, completely unaware that his daughter and her boyfriend had just brutally murdered his wife. That is so tragic. Right? Like how, like you, imagine you're just sleeping and you wake up to the police at your fucking house and they're telling you that your wife is dead and are pretty sure that your daughter and her boyfriend killed her. And like you have no idea that her 20-year-old boyfriend is in her bed. Literally. Like, that's like fucking three-shot KO, man. Wife's dead. Daughter who killed her. 20-year-old boyfriend. Naked. Naked. Four-shot <laughs> KO, man. Yeah, this poor David. Like, that's so fucking much. Um, Jamie and Caleb were immediately arrested, and both were charged with Cheryl's murder. Due to her age, Jamie was initially charged as a juvenile. However, when police discovered the text messages between Jamie and Caleb where they were clearly planning to murder Cheryl, the decision was made to charge Jamie as an adult. Yep. And this made Jamie the youngest person to be charged as an adult in Pennsylvania history. I mean, like, if you're going to make an adult decision, right. like... Right, if you're going to... And, it, like, this was a fully fleshed out planned murder. I wouldn't even say an adult decision. But if you're going to do something that ends a life... Yeah. Purposefully. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Wholeheartedly agree. Wholeheartedly agree. And it's not like this was something that was like accidental or a spur of the moment thing. Like they sat down, discussed it, fully planned it out, and executed it. Like if that's not premeditation, I don't know what is. Oh, because your mom didn't want you seeing a creep. Yeah, literally. Your mom didn't want you fucking around with a 20-year-old pedophile. Literally. Um, okay. In February of 2016, Jamie pled guilty to first-degree murder and was sentenced to 35 years in prison. 
During her plea hearing, Jamie admitted to her role in her mother's murder and told the judge, quote, I was a monster. No, that's a fucking understatement. Um, Jamie was called by Caleb's defense team to testify at his trial. Caleb's defense attorney, Richard Webster, harshly accused Jamie of lying and changing her story about the night of Cheryl's murder multiple times. He detailed the exact stories um, from Jamie claiming her mother wanted to buy spinach and never came home to her allegations that Caleb raped her and forced her to help bury her mother. Webster asked Jamie if she had, quote, chosen a man over her mother, to which Jamie tearfully agreed that she had. He also asked Jamie if it was her fault that her mother was dead and if she thought of herself as a monster, and he was using Jamie's own words against her on Jamie agreeing with both of those points. On the stand, Jamie detailed plotting the killing with Caleb, revealing the two talked about it at least once a day after Caleb was caught in the family's basement and kicked out on March 7, 2015. (laughs) Jamie testified that she and Caleb finally, quote, agreed to do it as they sat and ate in the diner after the concert. So they moved pretty fast, like, yo, doing it, and then, like... Literally, as soon as they leave. Yeah, yep, exactly. Um, Though she freely admitted to planning the murder, Jamie was adamant that she had no hand in the actual beating, strangling, and stabbing of her mother. When Webster asked Jamie if she she wanted to stab her mother, Jamie began to cry and admitted that she did. Um, Jamie also testified about the letter she wrote in prison and tried to get to Caleb via another inmate. The letter was admitted over the prosecution's objection. So basically what the defense is trying to argue here is that it was like... Not just Caleb, who actually mm. committed the act of murder, but that, mm. like, Jamie was, you know, part of it. Part of it. Yeah. Mm. So they're trying to take some of the heat off him mm. to probably get him, like, a lesser, lesser sentence. sentence. Mm. They're not saying he didn't do it. They're saying he didn't do it alone. Right. Um, so the prosecution initially objected to this letter being admitted into evidence, but it was admitted anyways. Um, in the letter, Jamie repeatedly says she loves Caleb, wants them to be together, and asks him to, quote, take the fall. She says, you know, in the letter, she says, I need your help. And she states that if their positions were reversed, she would be on the witness stand to help him. Before asking Caleb to write back to her, Jamie ended the letter with I love you written three times. Um, Before she left the witness stand, Jamie again said she was telling the truth in her testimony. She said, quote, this did happen. I can't hide from it. I'm taking responsibility for my actions, which your client has yet to do. Ultimately, Caleb Barnes was also found guilty for the first-degree murder of Cheryl. During his sentencing, Caleb smirked as Judge Maria Dantos handed down a sentence of life in prison, which his defense attorney had already stated his intention to appeal. And, you know, Judge Dantos, like, goes in on him. Like, it's, I really love, like, when judges get the opportunity to, like, talk to the accused during sentencing and then just like rip him a new asshole. (laughs) So this judge, she first starts off by calling Caleb a small little man. (laughs) Um, She also said a person shows their true character when no one is watching, um, but that investigators and prosecutors are able to shine a light on all of Caleb's faults. She stated, quote, what is showed was your cowardice, your inhumanity, your lack of any decency or empathy. Dantos also spoke of how Caleb blindsided Cheryl and how Cheryl fought hard for her life, acutely aware the entire time that her own daughter and daughter's boyfriends were the one murdering her. Dantos ended her statement with, quote, what a torturous death for a loving mother, and then sentenced Caleb to life in prison without the possibility of parole. So she's like, fuck you. Pound the gavel. Prison. Forever. (laughs) Forever. Um, Judge Dantos also spoke to Jamie's father, David, at Caleb's sentencing. She said she recognized that he not only lost his wife, but that he had lost his daughter as well. Um, She said, quote, you can remember Cheryl as the loving and beautiful wife and mother that she was. It is clear that this world has lost a loving, kind, giving, and special person. May she rest in peace. Finally, Judge Dantos also commented on Caleb's claim that he was going to write a book about the murder, stating, quote, no one will care. Cheryl will be remembered with love by all that knew her. You will be locked in a cage for the rest of your natural life. So she's like, write a book. No one's going to give a fuck. (laughs) I love this judge. She's like, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. She looks at David. You're cool. Fuck you. (laughs) Flipping him off from the judge's stand. (laughs) 
That's funny. In like the most polite way possible. Yeah. She's like very articulate about it, but she's basically she's like, fuck you, bro. Like no one gives a shit about you. Rot in hell. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For lack of any better words. Um so Jamie gets sentenced to 35 years and Caleb gets um life in prison without the possibility of parole. Um they both tried to appeal their sentences um very recently actually as in january 31st of 2021 jamie appealed her conviction under the post-conviction relief act demanding a new trial the basis for jamie's appeal was that her attorney at her original plea hearing quote committed several errors that resulted in jamie being denied effective representation with respect to her decertification hearing guilty plea and appeal and i'm pretty sure like a decertification hearing would be like to drop the um to drop the case back in a juvenile court. Mm-hmm. So she basically argued she just didn't have effective representation. So because she didn't, she had to be tried in adult court. And, you know, her sentencing was unfair because she should have been tried as a juvenile. Jamie also argued that her guilty plea was neither knowing or voluntary because she was suffering from mental illness at the time. She argued that her original attorney did not effectively frame her mental state at the time of the murders as a defense for her, and she believed that the court should have considered her openness and amenability to treatment and rehabilitation when they sentenced her. Jamie also previously tried unsuccessfully to send her case back to juvenile court, again stating her attorney's failure to establish her mental illness as a defense. Um, This was rejected. As of January 21st, 2023... The PCRA panel ultimately ruled against Jamie's appeal for a new trial, stating essentially that there was no basis to gauge Jamie's mental health or amenability to treatment due to Jamie's propensity to lie in order to suit her own current situation. Like, we can't know how you would have responded to treatment because you'd probably lie and say you were doing really well because you lie all the fucking time. Literally. Um, They cited the opinion of one of the psychiatrists who examined her, stating, quote, given Jamie's manipulative ability to adjust her manner in accordance with her audience and for her own self-interest, it would be impossible to gauge the degree to which she was benefiting from treatment or accurately assess her progress. The PCRA court also found no wrongdoing on the part of Jamie's attorney. Caleb Barnes had also tried to appeal his conviction, those of which were also rejected. So they were both still rotting away in prison. Um, we're going to finish this off talking a little bit about Cheryl. Take it back to her because, you know, fuck Jamie, fuck Caleb. Literally. Um, Cheryl Silvanek is remembered by her husband, David, as being the cornerstone of their family and a selfless person who always put others above herself. Even the prosecutor became emotional when he described Cheryl's life in court. And he described her as an exceptional and self-sacrificing person whose life, whose life touched so many other people. And it's just sad that her fucking daughter... (laughs) Was the one who ended up literally orchestrating her own mother's murder. When all her mom was trying to do was protect her daughter from a fucking predator. So, yeah, that's a that's the case of the murder of Cheryl Silvanek and Jamie and her fucking pedophile ass boyfriend. Wild. Who are currently in prison. Why are they belong? Bye. Bye. I think I think Jamie is still potentially eligible for parole mm-hmm. because she just got 35 years, so she could get out. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if she, she was, she went in when she was like 15. Mm-hmm. So that was like what 2015? Yeah. So I mean, even if she serves her full sentence, she'll be 50 when she gets out. So you know, and if she gets parole, she could be out sooner. But I, she actually like um. I found, like, a blog post that she wrote as part of, like, a special, um, series that, like, a this, uh, like, online news site was doing where they were, um, having, like, women in prison who had been sentenced when they were very young, like, like, write an op-ed, basically, about, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, their life since they've been in prison, um, in, you know, I'm not giving her any benefit of the doubt, but... She seemed, like, very remorseful. Mm-hmm. Um, she was, I mean, she was young. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's what I think is so terrible about this, too. Because, like, had Caleb been a decent fucking person, none of this would have happened. Yeah. Like, for her to just be like, oh, like, I wish my mom was dead. It would make, like, that could be a teenager just being really fucking dramatic. Mm-hmm. But for him to have played into it, be like, yeah, let's kill your fucking mom. Like, I, I really feel like her age and his influence over her. I wonder what Caleb's parents thought. 
I yeah, I don't know. I couldn't find anything about because he was he was in the army, so he was not even involved. Like I don't even know where he's from. I couldn't really find a ton of information on that. Um, I couldn't find anything in regard to like what his parents thought of it. Like if they even showed up to his sentencing or anything like that. Um, I could find nothing. Um, but you know, in this like little op-ed she wrote, like she was, she's at least trying to better herself Mm -hmm. if, and when, you know, she eventually gets out of prison. Like she, she graduated from high school while she was in prison on, she's going to college while she's in prison. So she's trying to take steps to be Mm a, um, you know, a beneficial member of society when she gets out. I know. What the fuck is that? If y'all can hear the background noise from the cars driving by, I'm sorry. But yeah, I feel like this is like such a hard case, like judge Jamie on because she was so fucking young and she just had the shit bag of a, boyfriend quote-unquote in her Mm -hmm. life like all it would have taken was a reasonable person to say wow you're 14 like let's not be together or be like we're not gonna kill your mom like that's really fucking dramatic (laughs) be like talk to me in four years when you turn 18 like that's all you fucking had to do caleb that's all you had to do and you're in the military And, and you're in the military you fucking piece of shit yeah he's gross fuck caleb he deserves to rot in prison Jamie, I have a little bit of hope for. <laughs> kind of. You still orchestrated the murder of your mother, but I, I can but, see like, that this you're... wasn't even just a random person. This was your mother. This was literally your mother. And the fact that they just, like, fucking jumped her in her own car. After she just carted your ass to the Literally, after, back. like... Oh, God, that just makes me so sad. Like, to think... Like... I'm sorry, I've never had kids. I know. I know. Fucking ungrateful little shits. You're gonna murder me? Oh, in my own car? In the driveway of my house? I will haunt the fuck out of you. I will haunt the fuck out of you. <laughs> Seriously. Fuck that noise. Don't have kids. They'll murder you in your car. <laughs> Moral of the story. Stop, of the story. Stop populating the world, please. Stop populating the world. The world is already overpopulated. There is no need to have more children. Literally. We're all going to die in 30 years anyway because of the warming. I feel like, like with our generation, we it keeps getting older for women to actually have their first child yeah because like so i feel like things with like overpopulation really might yeah hopefully yeah and like our generation i feel like none of us want kids. no (laughs) no because we see what the future of the world looks like and like i mean i don't want kids because i just don't want kids i don't like children i mean Um, i like children i don't get those fucking things away from me the only kids i like are my nieces and my nephew (laughs) otherwise get those fucking things away from me Right now, don't have the mental capacity to no. take. I just there's no desire for me to want to be pregnant. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I genuinely get like body horror thoughts about yeah. like being pregnant. <laughs> like I don't. Mm-mm. I like see like women who are like this is my postpartum body and like they still look like they're fully pregnant. I'm like I would have a mental breakdown. I would have a mental breakdown. I have to get checked in with like whatever. Like I am genuinely like terrified of like mm-hmm. gaining a fuck ton of weight. And just not being able to get ready. Girl, I cried yesterday. And have it, like, <laughs> and, like, even so, like, we, you have women who do put in the work and, like, but then, like, you can, like, your fucking abdominal muscles can literally, like, separate and never come back together again. Ugh. Like, ugh. I remember being I, told not, as a kid, just, like, not like, worth it have, for me. You have mom. You have childbearing hands. Ew. What, who would say that to a ch- That's men, fucking men weird. used to say that to me. Who? Men used to say that. To That's me. fucking gross. Men are disgusting. Yeah. Kill all men. <laughs> men. Men. Derogatory. <laughs> Funny. Dude, we that's something we need to put on a sweatshirt is men in parentheses it's derogatory. On <laughs> fact, that shit really. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh man. Moral of the story. Um, if you are a young teenage girl out there and you have a much older man creeping on you, um, tell him to fuck off and run the other way and call the police. Yeah, tell them to pray on a different one. Yeah, tell them to, uh, you know, actually go for a woman who is an adult and not a child. Somebody who is not pre pre Yeah, right. Oh, man. At least let them hit puberty first. Damn. <laughs> well, I think at 14, you have hit puberty. Sometimes. So, <laughs> unless you're a late bloomer. But I was definitely hitting puberty by the time I was 14. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> 
By the time I was in high school, it was like, yeah. I was like, all right, here we are. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Thank you to the listener who requested this case. If you guys want us to cover, you know, more cases that you want to hear, Slide us a DM on Instagram at TSRH Podcast. You can also hit us up on Facebook at TSRH Podcast, or you can email us at TSRHpodcast at gmail.com. Please rate us five stars wherever you're listening to this. Um, and just be nice. Send, send, send us memes. Send, send us, us funny memes. memes. I want to giggle. Positivity <laughs> only. Positive vibes. Positive vibes. Da, 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 da. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. Autumn, you got anything you want to say to the people? I need a fucking nap. I need a nap. Word. I actually got to get in the shower because I'm about to go to Die Die's house. (laughs) I need to go let my dog out and maybe take a nap. Blooper. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you on the next one. Uh, Bye. Bye.